Jekka. Hello, I am Samsara and you are listening to Samsara's Dramas. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge this podcast is created in Australia across the lands of the Aboriginal people. We are honoured to be sharing our storytelling here. You may remember that back in February, we decided to bring you a flashback season of our favourite supercuts from last year, which we kicked off with She'll Be Right, Mate. As you are all probably experiencing yourself, after almost a year in lockdown in Melbourne, I confess my re-emergence into something resembling what used to be a routine has been a bit erratic so far. Our flashback season faltered. Just between us, I have been working on a very special podcast, which will launch later in the year too, which has distracted me a bit. Anyway, I am back in the saddle for real now and I am rebooting 2021 with two Vortices plays from last year. This week, it seemed appropriate with all of the sexual assault allegations coming out of Canberra to revisit Vox. Content warning, this play contains assault and sexual violence. directly tied to the size of my victim complex. I don't need feminism I don't need because I don't need something I don't need that demonises me. Because equality me doesn't mean superiority. Are okay. I'm not because a victim. I'm not oppressed. I'm, I'm free. When I dress feminine, it is for because me. It I don't need to feminism because I make my own choice to be a statement. I don't need feminism because I adore men. And I sure as hell don't need anything that makes playing the victim out to be empowering. Not now, not ever. Not now, not ever. Not now, not ever. Not now, not ever. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and darkness was upon the face of the universe. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. 
and God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together in one place. And let the dry lands appear. And it was so. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass and the herb yielding seed. And the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And God said, Let there be lights in the heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs. And for the seasons. And for days. And years. And let them be for lights in the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day. And the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that hath life. And the fowl that may fly above the earth in the open heaven. And every creature that moves after its kind. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. And God said, Let's make man in our image after our likeness. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. And God blessed him. And God said unto him, Subdue the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed. And every tree, to you it shall be for food. And to every beast of the earth. And to every fowl of the air. And to everything that creeps upon the earth. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. Very good child. And God created woman to be a companion to man. Oh God, why have you forsaken me? If you exist, show me a sign. Ladies and gentlemen, parents and teachers, we now come to the climax of this evening's presentations. We have celebrated the achievements of our sporting stars and aspiring artists, but now it is time to acknowledge academic excellence. This next award, Ducks of the School, is presented to the student who is showing the greatest commitment to the goal of learning. 
this student has completed all tasks not only with excellence but with enthusiasm and creativity. She has demonstrated ongoing curiosity and explored beyond the boundaries of set assignments and classroom tasks, always eager to find out more. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish to introduce this year's Ducks of the School. See, on Tuesday at the White House, we celebrated the International Day of the Girl and Let Girls Learn. And it was a wonderful celebration. And I had the pleasure of spending hours talking to some of the most amazing young women you will ever meet. And we talked about their hopes and their dreams. We talked about their aspirations. I need feminism because in social situations, my husband is asked about his work and I'm asked about my husband. I need feminism because people warn me because giving up my last name or career should be my choice, not something that is automatically expected of me. I'm a woman, not an object. And as a woman, I need feminism because supporting my quality and freedom to make decisions about my own body shouldn't make me a slut. I need feminism because patriarchy is not a myth. See, because many of these girls have faced unthinkable obstacles just to attend school jeopardizing their personal safety, their freedom, risking the rejection of their families and communities. Perhaps the most contested question about male domination is whether it is rooted in a natural biologically based order. There is no archaeological evidence to support this theory. The leader of the opposition should think seriously about the role of women in public life and in Australian society. I will not be lectured about sexism and misogyny by this man. Not now, not ever.
first speech censored, the first thought forbidden, the first freedom denied chains us all irrevocably, the first time any woman's freedom is trodden on, we're all damaged. I fear that day. About giving birth. One night on a trip that um, I hope you get people to plan the grid on the pen. If he wants to know what misogyny looks like in modern Australia, he doesn't need a motion in the House of Representatives, he needs a mirror. But what if men are physiologically or temperamentally more adapted to exercise authority or to issue command? So I thought it would be important to remind these young women, how valuable and precious they are. I wanted them to understand that the measure of any society is how it treats its women and girls. And, and I told them that they deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. And I told them that they should disregard anyone who demeans or devalues them and that they should make their voices heard in the world. And I walked away feeling so inspired, just like I'm inspired by all the young people here. And I was so uplifted by these girls. Wisdom, courage, inspiration, civilization, law and justice, strategic warfare, mathematics, strength, strategy, the arts, crafts, and skill. Iselus. Goddess Devi, the female aspect of the divine, balancer, and supreme being. Namaskar. Kali. Goddess of empowerment, time, and all 
ultimate reality. Namaste. Freya of Old Norse, goddess of love, sexuality, beauty, fertility, gold, war, death, and sorcery. Ah, the flood of Adahar. Isis, ideal mother and wife, patroness of nature and magic, friend of slaves, sinners, artisans, and the downtrodden, protector of the dead, and goddess of children. Avalon, Isaiah, come down from there, son. That's enough adulation for now. Mum, 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 mum! Just another millennia! Please. My contract said no children. I said now. I have to say, Isis, it is a bit embarrassing the display he makes of himself. He is young, Freya. He, he will settle down when people start ignoring him. He has such beautiful oh, ideas. My baby on the treetop when the wind blows the cradle will rock when the bow breaks the cradle will fall and down will come baby cradle and all when he was in his god form he was so much worse it was more fun in some ways though there were always lots of slaves and sinners and downtrodden it was busy back then Ah, uh, the good old days. I had lots of worshippers back then. Even after all my pharaohs died and Athena's lot took over, I was strong. Those were good times, Isis. Lots of terminal justice to be meted out in those days. You are still quite strong, Isis. Your religion has been dead for millennia. How do you do it? Yes, how do you do it? As you can see, I am wan and frail, despite my beauty. People have all but forgotten us Norse gods. I wouldn't mind worshipping at the altar of Chris Hemsworth. Except for Thor and Loki, of course, (laughs) who really are making quite a display of themselves these days. Flying hammers and glowing staffs. It seems what a god needs these days is a really cool prop. And a Hollywood screenwriter. And pecs that never end. (laughs) Freya, as long as there is gold, you will always be worshipped. I don't rely on worship. I don't need people to know it's me to whom they bow. Ha! Still, it would be nice to be called by my own name every now and again. In Hindu, we understand the need for balance. The divine truth is that humanity needs to do both the male and the female. I am working hard to keep that balance alive, but it is exhausting. Even as we speak, I send my cry out into the world. Allah and Jehovah have worked really hard to shut us out. Yes, those were really awful times. And the deceit. I admire their strategies. Subsuming all our rights and rituals. Genius. Ladies, 
I can't have you talking like that in front of my son. You shouldn't hear these things about his father. Why do you call him your son, Isis? When God made his takeover bid, he tried to do it without any women at all. He blamed us for everything. Sin, weakness and betrayal were placed at our feet. What an ass. You need both men and women to make the world go round, as they say. One is no good without the other. This is what I helped him see. Might makes right. No, Carly. Might makes fear and rebellion. To disrespect and devalue women disrespects and devalues all of humanity. The world is out of balance. You did a great job helping Isis, Davy. God was starting to lose followers, so... He subsumed our rituals and called them his own. What an ass. This is exactly what is wrong with the world at the moment. Take the spring rites, for example. Everyone was happy and celebrated the emergence of growing crops and birthing of animals and general well-being, a time of fertility, a time of plenty after the bleakness of winter, a time of the female. The days of estrus. Where is she, by the way? <laughs> Taking a holiday. Spring was a very busy time for her, and she needed a break. I don't understand. Easter was appropriated by your son, Isis. He made it his second birthday because one just isn't enough. Who gets two birthdays in a year? It's ridiculous. The Queen of England gets lots of birthdays. <laughs> yes. Jesus claims it for himself, but Estrus lives on. The ideas have not changed, just the packaging. Mm. It makes me mad, though. Kali, put your blade away. That is how we survive, Freya, even you. I claim Jesus as my son, just as I was the mother of Pharaohs. God could not stop people worshipping my image as a mother-nurturing son. So he did what he always does, and appropriated my image for his own use. She forgot to register copyright. <laughs> uh, uh, bad mistake. Isis has probably lost a fortune to God over that one. Well, yes, that's true. Moving on. To claim my power, God created the image of the Mother Mary holding her baby Jesus. This gave me part ownership of his religion and the right to claim Jesus as my own. I am also known in the world as death. Terry Pratchett wrote some very funny books about you. <laughs> that was a great little pick-me-up. And with the state the world's in now, I'm in fine fettle. And you, Freya? You are in the best position of all of us. Uh, how so? <laughs> oh, Freya, you are the goddess of gold. Man will always value wealth over everything else. You are the strongest of us all. I guess you are right. And you, Athena? How do you survive in this modern age? <laughs> Simple. I embody both the arts and mathematics, both creativity and logic. As long as humanity can think, reason and imagine, I will live on in good health and vigor. You were a 
lit week during the Dark Ages. <laughs> Thinking in any form was prohibited. Those were tough times. Oh, the Dark Ages. So very many women died. Mm. The witch hunts. open my eyes. Plants grow where I walk. I chase away the darkness so that animals may live. I granted the gift of legs and wings and fins so that creatures of the earth may dance. And when you die, I promise you will join me up here in the sky. I am the first and I am the last. of Australian parliamentary proceedings went viral. Australia's first woman Prime Minister, Julia Gillard, calls the leader of the opposition, Tony Abbott, a misogynist and does so with genuine anger. the misogyny speech was nonsense. Any idea that Tony Abbott is anti-women is ridiculous. Just quite, quite wrong. And, 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 and I think it's the worst possible way of promoting uh, greater involvement by women in public life. To play the misogyny card? No, no. And the newest Abbott has not denounced others who have called Gillard a man's bitch and a witch. There were reports of a preposterously offensive remark against Gillard's father made at a fundraiser for Abbott's party. Alan Jones said that Gillard's father, who had died a week before, must have died of shame at his daughter's policies. A heart full of horror, if you like, over there. Back after the break. And now, here I am, out on the campaign trail in an election where we have consistently been hearing hurtful, hateful language about women. Language that has been painful for so many of us, not just as women. It is parents trying to protect our children and raise them to be caring, respectful adults. 
and as citizens who think that our nation's leaders should meet basic standards of human decency. Get whom? The patriarchal line that stems from God. Male monogenic theory glorifies man as God's chosen vehicle for creating new life and, concomitantly, demeans women as little more than a medium for that divine creation. You fucking bitch. What do I just tell you about going into my stuff? I didn't. What did you just say, cunt? I haven't been anywhere near your things. You calling me a liar? You fucking whore. When I left for work today, my drawers were closed. Now, they're open. Did that just magically happen, fuckwit? I was just putting your laundry away. What'd you just say? Did no, you just talk back to me? I was just explaining... Don't you ever talk back to me, you low-life piece of scum. What makes you think you have the right to even lick my boots, fucking whore? You would open your legs to a, a, a maggot if it gave you money. That's all you care about, isn't it? Money and sex. You don't love me at all. I do love you. Bullshit, bitch. You love the money I give you. You love the fact that I put food in that fat, ugly stomach of yours. You love that I buy your clothes and barely cover up those slutty titties. Oh yeah, and you love my cockscrew on you three ways sideways. It's all you're good for, you know. You are just a hole to stick my dick in. Apart from that, you are useless. That's not true. What'd you just say? What? Did you just say? I said I love you. I really do. Well, you certainly don't show it. And the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man, made he woman, and he brought her unto the man. Lesson one, only open your mouth to let my cock in. Lesson two, do anything I tell you to. Lesson three, you are nothing. Do you hear me? Nothing. And there's nothing you do not have the right to have an opinion about anything. Lesson four, your only role in this world is to please me and do my bidding. Lesson five. 
If you ever try to leave me, I will hunt you down and kill you. Do you understand? Yes. I didn't hear you. Yes. Now, repeat it back to me and every time you get something wrong, I'll reteach you. Lesson one. I can only open my mouth to let your cock in. Good. Listen to. I must do any. anything you tell me to do. Excellent so far. Lesson three. I am nothing. Nothing. And I have no right to an opinion. Lesson four. My only purpose in life is to please you. And lesson five? If I ever try to leave you, will hunt me down and kill me. Oh, top marks, bitch. Now, which one of these rules have you just been breaking? What? No, none. I just did what you said. What is rule number one? my mouth to let your cock in. Right. So now, you stupid piece of shit, I have to teach you this lesson all over again. No, please. I was just doing what you told me to do. Please, stop. Shut up, bitch, and take your medicine. No, stop. Please. Please, stop. Male monogenic theory is at the heart of the three largest Abrahamic religions. Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Minister Julia Gillard's celebrated anti-deplored speech against opposition leader Tony Abbott has prompted the National Dictionary to redefine the word misogyny from meaning solely hatred of women to include a deep prejudice as well. We needed to add a second definition which is slightly stronger than sexist but heading in that direction towards entrenched prejudice rather than a visceral hatred. I can't believe that I'm saying that a candidate for president of the United States has bragged about sexually assaulting women. A heart full of horror, if you like, over there. Back after the break. This was a powerful individual speaking freely and openly about sexually predatory behavior.
and actually bragging about kissing and groping women, using language so obscene that many of us were worried about our children hearing it when we turn on the TV. The World Congress of Families that supports the natural, traditional family. This is something I support. Liberal Senator and Federal Employment Minister Eric Abetz has come under fire for suggesting a link between breast cancer and abortion? that one of the things that this conference promotes is the factually incorrect statement that abortion leads to breast cancer. I think the studies, and I think they date back from the 1950s, assert that there is a link between abortion and breast cancer. It's conclusively and scientifically incorrect. So when this scientific non-information is being put out there... um, How can you be comfortable being part of something that promotes this non-science? Well, I don't know what your scientific expertise is to be able to run that commentary. I confess that I don't have the scientific expertise. It's not me. It's the Australian Medical Association. Well, there are other organisations that have different views. Some of these speakers are clinical professors. On Friday, the minister released a statement saying he'd been cut off before he could acknowledge that this was not the accepted medical view. At no stage have I made a link between abortion and breast cancer. The Australian Medical Association's president says Senator Abetz's comments are irresponsible. What the housewives of Australia need to understand as they do the ironing. Thank you for that painting of women's roles in modern Australia. And then, of course, I was offended too by the sexism, by the misogyny of the Leader of the Opposition, Cat, calling across this table at me as I sit here as Prime Minister. If the Prime Minister wants to, politically speaking, make an honest woman of herself, something that would never have been said to any man sitting in this chair. I was offended when the Leader of the Opposition went outside in the front of Parliament and stood next to a sign that said, Ditch the Witch. I was offended when the Leader of the Opposition stood next to a sign that described me as a man's bitch. I was offended by those things. The shameful comments about our bodies, the disrespect of our ambitions and intellect, the belief that you can do anything you want to a woman. While the modern notion of a witch hunt has little to do with gender, 
the historical notion often did. In general, supposed witches were female. It is not unreasonable that this scum of humanity, witches, should be drawn chiefly from the feminine sex, said a judge. The devil uses them so because he knows that women love carnal pleasures and he means to bind them to his allegiance by such agreeable provocations. According to this theory, the witches, who often had highly developed midwifery skills, were prosecuted in order to extinguish knowledge about birth control in an effort to repopulate Europe after the population catastrophe triggered by the black pandemic of the 14th century, also known as the Black Death. It is cruel. It's frightening. And the truth is, it hurts. It's like, it's like that sick, sinking feeling you get. When you're walking down the street, minding your own business, and some guy yells out vulgar words about your body. It's that feeling that of feeling terror, terror and violation, violation that too many too women many have women felt have when felt someone has someone grabbed, has them, grabbed them, grabbed them, or forced himself forced onto them, and they've, said, they've no, said no, said, no, said, no, but he didn't but listen. He didn't listen. listen. The witch hunts began a process of criminalization of birth control that eventually led to an enormous increase in birth rates that is described as the population explosion of early modern Europe. The vast majority of those accused in the European and North American witch trials were women. We thought all of that was ancient history, didn't we? Didn't we? trouble, Tommy. I'm not. R2. What did I do? You lifted her skirt. You're just jealous because you wanted your skirt lifted too. You are a pig. Cow. Uh, I'm dubbing. Dobber. What is going on here? Nothing. Jenna. Nothing, Mr. Evans. Jenna. Shh. Are you sure? Sally, you don't look like you agree. We were just playing. It's my fault, Mr. Evans. Hush. I was teasing Sally and she took it wrong and got upset. What did you say to her? Um, 
It wasn't anything, really. Was it, Sally? No. What did he say, Sally? It's all right, you can tell me. No, no, it's fine. I was just being silly. Troy, what did you say? Tell me now, or you will tell me in detention later. I called her a cow. That is not acceptable language, young man. You do not speak to anybody like that, especially not girls. We do not tolerate that kind of behaviour in this school. Yes, sir. I will still see you in detention this afternoon. Is that clear? Yes, sir. All right. Now, I think you should all stop playing together if you can't play nicely. Boys, you go over and play on the other side of the oval. And girls, you head over to the quadrangle. Now! We are drowning in it. And all of us are doing what women have always done. We're trying to keep our heads above water, just trying to get through it, trying to pretend like this doesn't really bother us. Maybe because we think that admitting how much it hurts makes us as women look weak. Maybe we're afraid to be that vulnerable. And the newest. You got me detention, cow. You got yourself detention. You dubbed him in. He dubbed himself in. You're gonna pay for that. What? What are you gonna do? Stop it! All of you! Yeah. This is getting stupid. So, do you know what high school you're going to? That's a dumb question. It's not like we get a choice. I want to go to Catholic school. Why do you want to do that for? Those snooty skags running around in those ugly-ass uniforms, pretending they're better than everyone else. My big brother says they're sluts. Says they speak with everyone because they get so not having any boys around. He reckons it's easier to screw a Catholic chick than just to eat a hamburger. You don't know what you're talking about. I didn't know you were Catholic, Sally. Oh, uh, no. Why do you want to go to a mixed school then? To get away from you. Come on. You know you want me. Animal. I like their uniforms. Kind of makes them seem like they're part of some really important club. How will you be able to afford it? You're not rich. Why have you been holding out on us? I'm going to try and get a scholarship. Yeah, you've always thought you were smarter than the rest of us. Miss Sally Hoity-Toity. Oh, shut up, Troy. Besides, Mrs Green was saying that girls get a better education when they're in an all-girls school because they don't try and act dumb to impress the boys. Jenna doesn't have to act dumb. She is dumb. Shut <laughs> up, Tommy. You're such a jerk. You both are.
church teaches that it does not have the authority to ordain women priests. According to Roman Catholic thinking, the priest is acting in persona Christi. Christ took the body of a man, and therefore the priest must be a man, the Catechism of Catholic Church states. Jesus chose men to form the college of the twelve apostles, and the apostles did the same when they chose collaborators to succeed them in their ministry. The church recognises herself to be bound by this choice made by the Lord himself. For this reason, the ordination of women is not possible. clear this is not normal this is disgraceful and the newest It's the question fans have been asking since current Doctor Who, Matt Smith, announced he was quitting the TARDIS. Is it time for a woman to take on the famous role? Peter Davidson, you are the fifth Doctor. What do you think? A heart full of horror, if you make of Back after the break. If all of this is painful to us as grown women, what do you think this is doing to our children? What message are our little girls hearing about who they should look like, how they should act? And how is this affecting men and boys? Attorney General George Brandis and Savage are not terms commonly used together. But today, debate about his membership of Melbourne's men's only Savage Club sparked unusual mirth in the Senate and chess beating. Literally. Labour's Stephen Conroy asked in question time whether Senator Brandis could sing the club song and demonstrate the club initiation ceremony to the chamber. It will come as no surprise that Senator Brandis did not apply. It was left to another Labour Senator, Doug Cameron, to spell out some of the initiation details. Though how he knew them is not clear. He joins a club that has some bizarre rituals that are unbelievable in a modern country. Bizarre rituals that require members when they are greeting a new member or when a new member is being initiated to make guttural noises and beat their chests. 
This is what the Coalition front benches are engaged in. It's like Tarzan calling on Jane. Enter Bill Heffernan. The Liberal Senator is known for being close to the action, such as it is in the Senate, and dutifully strolled over to Senator Cameron and gently beat him on the chest. The Savage Club Senator says Cameron it has no chest-beating ritual. The Savage Club. He said members had to choose a club title and Senator Brandis had picked... Lord Brandish Amidst the mockery, Labor's attempted a more serious attack on the Attorney-General, centred on a potential conflict of interest in being a member of a men's-only club whilst having responsibility for anti-discrimination laws. He will be there, beating his chest and making guttural noises, and making sure that women have got no place in the Savage Club. What an absolute disgrace from a front-bench minister in this government. <laughs> And now, the Leader of the Opposition wants to be taken seriously. Apparently he's woken up after this track record and all of these statements. He's woken up and he's gone, oh dear, there's this thing called sexism. Oh my lord, there's this thing called misogyny. Now who's one of them? Oh, the Speaker must be because that suits my political purpose. Doesn't turn a hair about any of his past statements. Doesn't walk into this Parliament and apologise to the women of Australia. Hope is important. Hope is important for our young people. reflects the desire of the founders to encourage a flowering of bohemian tradition like the London Savage Club by taking the name of Richard Savage, a free-spirited 17th century poet, a diverse mix of academics and artists, lawyers and judges, businessmen and journalists is to be found behind the clubhouse's scarlet doors, enjoying one another's company amid classic decor and furnishings, fine art and exotic artifacts. Hospital ballrooms provide a rare ambiance for the many member performances showcasing their musical, theatrical and artistic talents and for wonderfully eccentric social occasions.
Daddy's here. Oh, I was so afraid. It was just a dream. It's not real. It felt Shh, real. I'm here. You know, I'll protect you from everything. I don't think you can protect me from this. Sweetie, it was just a dream. I can't hurt you. But I'm here for you. What got you so scared? Tell me about the big hairy monster chasing you. It wasn't a monster, Daddy. Well then, what could possibly make my big brave girl so scared that she screams the house down? It was a cage, Daddy. I was put in a cage as a baby and I kept growing, getting bigger and bigger and older and older. But the cage didn't get bigger with me. I got all squashed in and then my flesh started pushing against the bars. My bones couldn't bend though and my skin split where the bars pushed against my bones. I was crying and screaming for help and someone to let me out, but nobody came. Calm down, baby. It's just a dream. I tried to break the lock and there was a voice laughing, saying that I have to stay where I was and that I didn't have a choice and that I would never be able to get out. And I kept growing and growing and I was bleeding and oozing and my bones were crushed and I was in so much pain. And the voice kept laughing and saying that this was the only place I was allowed to be and that this is all the space there is in the world for me. Shh, baby, shh. Stop talking now. It's best you forget this one. I don't think I can forget, Daddy. Am I really going to be trapped in a cage for my whole life? No, sweetheart. I would never let that happen to you. But, Daddy, what if you can't help me? Then I'll make sure you can help yourself. How? By giving you skills. I will make sure you know how to be a strong, independent woman who is in control of her life and that nobody will be able to put you in a cage. Really, Daddy? Can we start now? <laughs> well, it's a little bit late right now to start anything, but I think the answer is yes. The first step is to find some role models. What is a role model? A role model is someone who has qualities or characteristics you want to copy. Can you think of anybody who has a quality you wish you had? Oh, yes, Daddy. And who would that be, young lady? Kim Possible. Who? Kim Possible. She is a teenager who is really a secret agent and she saves the world all the time. Well, I was thinking of a real person, but okay. Kim Possible it is. How does she save the world? Well, she's really, really smart and she has all these electronic gadgets and she knows all these karate moves and beats all the evil men in the fights. Well, she definitely sounds like a girl who wouldn't get trapped in a cage she couldn't get out of. No. That would never happen to Kimmy. If it did, how would she get herself out of the cage? Well, she would probably be able to pick the lock. Or she would have some super cool cutting device hidden in her outfit, which she would be able to pull out to help cut the bars. 
or she would use her communicator to call Wade or Ron for help. Ah, she is clever, isn't she? So, she is smart enough to carry a communicator so she can call for help. Yes, she is really, really smart, Daddy. So there we have it. The first skill you need to not be trapped in a cage is to call for help. You're right, Daddy. Do you feel like you can go back to sleep now? Can you stay with me a bit longer? Of course I can. How about we watch an episode of Kim Possible while you settle back down? Thank you, Daddy. I love you, Daddy. I love you too, sweetheart. Here we go. Daddy? Yeah, sweetie? Does this mean I can have a mobile phone? You little mix. Serena, if you spend a bit more time training and less time looking through trashy magazines, you might be a little less clumsy. What? I am not clumsy. The couch moved. Maybe there was an earthquake. <laughs> Did anybody else feel the earth shake? Only when Angel enters the room. She's right though, Serena. You do need to train more. I know you have your moon powers to get you out of real trouble, but how many times have you been knocked about before you could pull out your scepter? A few high round kicks would save you a lot of bruises. I don't understand why it takes you so long to pull out your scepter. The other sailors must be so sick of having to be almost killed before they even think of it. The number of times you've had to be reminded to use it tests even the patience of Hera. You know, physical training improves your reflexes and also helps your thinking processes speed up. Are you saying um... Now stop it, girls. We all have skills and abilities and use them to the best of our capability. All that matters is that we are on the side of good and that we win out in the end. Because I am pretty... And I have a boyfriend. <gasps> what did she just say? It is apparent that brains are not required when relying on your moon power for your abilities. Otherwise, the moon princess would be aware that both of us have boyfriends. And hello, I was a cheerleader. 
Of course I'm cute. In the name of Zeus, is that all you girls think about? Your looks and boys? How on earth do you keep saving the world? Now, now, there's no rule which says you can't have good hair while you're vanquishing demons. Keep your saboteur free. If you let yourself go, I don't understand why Kimmy runs around in those awful cargo pants all the time. Hey, they are comfortable and durable. I'd like to see you do the Kishin Saga Giki in that floating ensemble you wear. It's not as if training helps you much. You're as clumsy as I am. Despite your contortionist skills, do you die all the time? Serena, you know we don't talk to Ian that way. Why don't we? Serena is right. The number of terminal missions Aeon Flux has gone on is terrifying to contemplate. She has the power to come back to life. But I have to admit, I'm not sure why she's in the superhero club. <laughs> yeah. Even Serena manages to stay alive. Hey! Well, it's true. Xena has super strength and reflexes. You have telepathy. Kimmy is super smart and knows martial arts like nobody's business. Thank you. I have accelerated healing. And even Serena has moon power. All of these things get stuff done. All Eon seems to be able to do is shoot a gun and die. And then be alive again. <laughs> People say I'm clumsy. Well, at least I don't die every day. No, you just make others want to kill you. What in Aries has gotten into you three? Him. Oh, stop it now and act like the saviours of humanity, which you are. You're supposed to be fighting crime and evil doing, not each other. Anyone would think you were men. Zena is right. Besides, there aren't enough of us to get too picky. That outfit. The intention looks more like porn than empowerment. Yeah, there's not much to her costume. A few bits of tape. Nothing is left to the imagination. Look, ladies, I don't know if you've noticed this, but all of us are dressed pretty risque. There's a lot of skin showing in this room. Excuse me? I am dressed quite appropriately for a high school girl. What's wrong with my outfit? Um, you appear to have a lot of midriff showing. Well, if your skirt was any shorter, we would know where you buy your underwear from. Enough. Yes, I am in strapless tight leather with a tiny skirt. And Diana doesn't even get a skirt. But does that alter what we can do and how we can do it? No. We still kick butt and keep the world safe. And we look hot while we're doing it. <laughs> do you understand why we dress this way? Not really. Oh. It's because we are the creators of it. We're allowed to have superpowers, amazing intelligence, as long as we still appeal to men's sexual appetite. And that is why, despite all of us having super strength, 
None of us have bulging muscles. Yes. If we looked as strong as we are, then men wouldn't be able to imagine themselves owning Stripping us. a person makes them vulnerable. That's why it's used in interrogation techniques. By making sure we're barely clothed, it helps men think that no matter how amazing we are, we're still vulnerable to them and subject to their whims and desires. Makes them feel that we can still be controlled. Diana, is that why you got kicked out of the workforce at the end of World War II? Yes, Ian. The men needed to re-establish their dominance at home, so I was sent to show women how they're supposed to behave. I'm ashamed that I let it happen. Times are changing now, though, and soon I might even have my very own movie deal, rather than just being a support player. I rise to oppose the motion moved by the Leader of the Opposition. And in so doing, I say to the Leader of the Opposition, I will not be lectured about sexism and misogyny by this man. I will not. because you think I am decoration for my boyfriend. I need feminism because you blame me when I am sexually harassed. I need feminism because you think my problems are solved by a makeover to passively get male attention. 
I need feminism because you think showing weakness is girly. I need feminism because you think boys with girly interests are shameful. I need feminism because it's shameful for men to be like women. I need feminism because the same sexism that hurts women also hurts men. I need feminism. Gillard has been driven out as Australia's Prime Minister by a brutal and unfair misogynist culture. The belief that everyone should be given a fair go runs deep, but at the same time there exists a very powerful sense of mateship, of male values and a male-inscribed culture. And it is the tension between these two characteristics of Australian life that is the backdrop to the abrupt end this week to Julia Gillard's Prime Ministership. She is the best parliamentary performer of her generation, male or female, something the world appreciated when her misogyny speech in the House of Representatives in October 2012 went viral. It was a speech that hit a nerve in Australia. She spoke to every woman who had been slighted by men in a business meeting or experienced sexism in the workplace. In retrospect, what is surprising is that she took so long to speak up, for Gillard faced misogyny from 1998 when she was first elected to the federal parliament. Gillard has faced serial abuse as a woman on a scale I believe is unprecedented in modern politics. That negative, corrosive, anti-woman rhetoric that Gillard endured for so long has damaged Australian politics and public opinion. The leader of the opposition, Tony Abbott, did nothing to stop this coarsening of political discourse. As Australia's first woman Prime Minister, leading a minority government against a negative opposition, she became a lightning rod for deep-rooted misogynist forces in society. The irony is that, though she could have done so, Gillard never sought to gain advancement in her career by playing on being a woman. It was only late in the day of her career, in that extraordinary speech, that she spoke the truth about misogyny in words that men and women alike in Australia and beyond knew to be true. was written by Samsara and the theme music is by Embryo. We source sound effects through Freesound.
Vox featured Jack Avery, Joe Boyd, Suzanne Brimley, Sarah Cassis, Sahar El Hardy, Margot Foley, April Gareffa, Shane Grant, Axel Gunn, Will Hall, Josh Hayes, Scott Knight, Imbi Lady Ling, Callum Padgett, Gabrielle Raya, Paul Robertson, Sophie Rose, Nicholas Thorogood, Damien Valletta, and Samsara. Samsara's Dramas is available free on all good podcatchers. If you like what you heard, you can drop in and leave us a one-off tip or become a regular financial subscriber by clicking on the tip jar link in the show notes. You can also follow us on Twitter. Next week, we'll look at a little bit more of Australian political history with Entropia. Onwards and upwards, my friends. Thank you.